the opioid epidemic, we've talked about it before, it has touched virtually every community in this country, without exception. Of course, some are harder hit than others, right? And that would include some First Nations, uh, including ones here in Alberta. Uh, the Blood Reserve in southern Alberta, uh, a community like so many others, just rocked by this crisis. And they decided to act, to take an active approach to well, saving lives and stopping what was happening in the community. This spring, the nation announced they were going to war against opioids. And you know what? They've had some success. It's early. We'll have to see how this goes. But so far, some very positive signs. So let's find out exactly what happened. We're going to speak with Grant Buckskin, who is the acting chief of police for the Blood Tribe Police Service. Uh, chief, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Good morning. Thanks for... Thanks for having us. Um, first of all, let's let, let's go back to the way it was before war was declared. Back in you know the spring last year, even whatever before the plan came into effect, what was going on in the community because of this opioid epidemic? All right. Well, if if, if we're going to speak about going to last year, let's. I guess we should start off even beyond that. I yeah. mean, we, we've been in this. Uh, opioid crisis since I believe it was 2015 when it first really became a problem here. I, I remember we were working one day and uh, this was, I, I was still a sergeant running a watch and one of my constables came up and said, hey, we, you know, we've got this information about this drug that's coming through and it's causing all sorts of grief. So, yeah, that was our first uh, experience with it and, you know, from from then, it was not long after that uh, our nation leadership chief and council declared a state of emergency. And even as recently as, you know, this spring when it happened again, we declared another state mm-hmm. of emergency. But we're, I, I, I don't think we were ever out of that first state of emergency back in 2015. You know, like so many other communities. I mean, it just... It, it yeah, just... I, yeah, and it, and it just went from there. And, you know, the, the most current one, the, the one we're in now, you know, we this was back in March when, you know, all of a sudden we had this sudden spike of overdoses and deaths and, you know, it became a real concern, even even more so because it just, you know, hit us all of a sudden where, you know, we, you don't want to say that it was, you know, things things were okay because it's not, it, it never was okay, but you, I guess you just kind of learn to live with it or, or you're tempered by Yeah, you it. almost get used to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when this second wave hit us back here in, in the early part of this year, it, it, it was really concerning because the amount of overdoses and deaths that we had here on, on our nation was, they, it, it went through the roof. I mean, at one point, it was almost one a day, right? It got that bad. Oh, yeah, it was, it was one a day. And, you know, we it, it, it reached a point where, you know, some of the some of the halls and the centers on, on, on the reserve where, you know, you'd, you'd have one family just finishing their funeral services and they'd be on their way to the gravesite and they'd pass the next funeral entourage headed down to the same down the same hall to have their funeral services Jeez. and it was it was it was, it was, a, it was a sad and dark time and we, you know quite honestly we're, we're still here we're we're still dealing with it 
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there is some improvement. We'll get to that in a second. But the plan was announced to go to war with this, to try and stem the tide. So, uh, what 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 was that plan? What did you start doing back in you know April, May of this of this year? Well, it, it actually started um, again. Our, uh, the nation leadership scheduled a meeting back on early March, March ninth, I believe it was, and. As we were sitting there, and, you know, this included all the managers of, the, you know, different departments and, mm-hmm. you know, the entities that were associated to the band. And um, the chief of the reserve, Roy Fox, Chief Roy Fox, stood there in the center of, you know, in front of everyone and said, okay, what are you going to do? What are we going to do to help? What, what you know, what, what, what steps? And, you know, didn't take me long to, you know, identify. I was, and, and I said right away, I said, well, you know what, we're, I'm going to start a task force. I'm, I'm going to pull people off my front line. And their sole responsibility and duties are just going to be the disruption and the sale of illicit drugs on the reserve. Right. We're, we're on the law enforcement side. And, you know, that's, that's what I offered to do. And that's what we've done. And you made some pretty sizable bust, right? Some and a lot, uh, some big arrest. Um, just tell us about what you found. Oh, we, yeah, we, you know, our the our, our, our people put in a lot of work on on this once we started that. And I mean, within two weeks, and you know, drug investigations take a little while. They, you know, you have to. It is, it's, it's just a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. But but almost immediately we, we started getting information and, you know, information and intelligence, intelligence that we had previously. But when this all hit and the community really came forward and, you know, I, I got to tip my hat to the community, whereas, you know, historically when you're dealing with the police, everybody kind of, you know, gets closed mouth and, you know they're not going to share too much, but once the reserve, once the residents, the people of the Blood Reserve knew how much this was affecting us and how bad it was, we were provided with all sorts of information and intelligence that we were that was actionable that we were able to act on. So we started making all these arrests. You know, we started identifying. Okay, we know who. Yeah. The bigger. The bigger. I guess dealers, for lack of a better word, because that is what they're, they're, they're doing. They're dealing drugs. Once we identified who they were, we started looking at them. And, you know, and, you know, funny thing is, as a result of all this, we were, the task force was up in the city of Calgary working with the RCMP unit, looking at people there. And, you know, we, we had gone beyond the, boundaries of the reserve and we started going out into these other areas now we weren't trying to step on any toes sure, or anything yeah, like that yeah. it's, 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 it's just where our investigation took us and we shared that and you know what thanks to the rcmp too for stepping up and you know uh, giving us these these resources that certainly enabled us to to act on these and stop some major in some some major drugs major shipments coming into the reserve now when i'm talking major shipments i'm not talking like 
we're a reserve. We're, we're, we're smaller. So to us, an ounce or, you know, half ounce is a pretty significant. Okay, sure. Call, as opposed to like the city of Calgary yeah. where they're, you know, or Edmonton where they, you know, pulled somebody over and they got two kilos. You yeah, know, but you've got you got 10,000 people. Those cities have a million, right? I mean, so yeah. it's all proportional. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and it all worked out really well. We, we, we stopped a lot of it. A lot of our major players, we, we had shut down. And our OD rates dropped significantly. You got to stay on it, though. Right, Grant? I mean, that's the thing. Like, there, there's, you know, if, if you stopped doing what you were doing and had success with, you know that problem would be back overnight, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and, and anybody that's got any experience in, you know, whether it's through law enforcement or, you know, through social work or sure. you know, even just your personal, even just your personal lives, you know, okay, we're, we're, we shut down this person. Okay, well, but... Now there's two more who've popped up over here, and they're trying to take up that business because they know they're going to make money on it. And, mm-hmm. You know, they don't give a second thought to, you know, how it's going to affect everybody else. It's And it's really quite sad because, like, we're on a reserve here, and the problems that the opioid crisis has created are... Are, are more acute than they would be in a major center because we're so small and, you know, we, we, we all know each other. We're, you know, we, we're, we got tons of relations and, you know, it's, it's just really sad and that our own people are selling for our own people and basically killing them. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Grant, uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, continued good luck uh, and success. Uh, you, I mean, a lot of lives likely been saved. Overdoses from 26 down to 6. That's, um, that's something to be proud of. So uh, I appreciate you joining us today.